0: Here's a suggestion that's dear to my heart. Be ridiculous. Since my years in graduate school, writing programs have proliferated and produced thousands of technically excellent writers. But these programs, being mostly workshops, too often promote such attention to detail, it eviscerates stories. Writers may learn... To so fear being labeled melodramatic, flowery or sentimental, they avoid topics that are dearest to them. A few years ago, I served as a judge for an Arizona Commission on the Arts Literary Fellowship competition. I read about a hundred stories and was both impressed and appalled. Because about 90 of the submissions were masterfully written in terms of language and style, but only three even began to move me, and I'm a pushover for stories. Once in a review for a Literary Magazine Review, I wrote that the reason I admired Puerto del Sol was that the editors appeared to choose stories for what was good in them rather than for their consistent competence and for the effect of the story rather than the refinement to the memorable authors i believe were willing to take risks so how do we allow ourselves to take such risks in his essay meditation and poetry allen ginsberg advises writers not to conform to their idea of what is expected but to conform to their present, spontaneous minds, to their raw awareness. He suggests that those who follow his advice will find they require deconditioning of rigidity before they can arrive at their own thought. The deconditioning can be aided by the meditative process of letting go of thoughts, only watching them arise and pass, rather than engaging with them. Ginsburg urges writers, to allow their minds to accept contradictions, paradoxes, and mysteries rather than to aggressively grope for answers. He quotes U.S. President John Adams, the mind must be loose. He encourages artists to have the confidence to let loose of their minds and observe their perceptions and their discontinuities, and he contends that The life of meditation and the life of art are both based on allowing or achieving spontaneous mind as a way to follow Ezra Pound's dictum, Make it New. He urges writers to trust in the magic of chance, which I might call the generosity of the spirit that moves us. Not long ago, in a single week, I encountered several discussions of introverts and extroverts I even took a survey and found myself high on the introvert side of the scale. But I'm not sure if introversion is my nature or if I simply choose the introvert's way of living because it often protects me from feeling ridiculous. If I go to a party or other gathering and fail to maintain my defenses, I'm in danger of lying in bed that night counting the instances when I have said things that might prompt somebody to consider me ridiculous. Since I'm a fanatic about the brothers Karamazov, I'll here offer advice Brother Alyosha gives when a friend asks, Karamazov, tell me, am I very ridiculous now? Alyosha says, don't think about that. Don't even think about it at all. And what does ridiculous mean? Isn't everyone constantly being or seeming ridiculous? Besides, nearly all clever people now are fearfully afraid of being ridiculous, and that makes them unhappy. Nowadays, the very children have begun to suffer from it. It's almost a form of insanity. The devil has taken the form of that vanity and entered a whole generation. It's simply the devil.